0: This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra. I was able to record Monserrat Garabai, who is the Secretary-Treasurer of the Texas AFL-CIO. She was speaking to a group of retirees from the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. Here's Montserrat addressing you all Uh, i miss you i I can't wait to see you at all the different functions that we do it's it's exciting finally 2021 after a crazy 2020 that that has really you know it's been tough but it has really also personally taught me the importance of taking care of my health taking care of my loved ones because this is the time where we really need each other. And it also has taught us the importance of that, that personal communication and seeing each other. So I'm just very happy to see everyone and each of you. You know, Terra members have a very special place in my heart because you inspire me with your vitality, with your commitment to the labor movement, and for always, always leading by example. Every time that I feel tired, I always think of you because you show up no matter what. I I especially want to thank each and every one of you because of the work that you did in the 2020 elections. You know, from writing postcards, to doing phone banking, to working some of y'all work as poll workers. Y'all did so many activities to make sure that everybody voted. And, you know, it is because of you that I was inspired and I also worked as a poll worker for the very first time. And it is not an easy job. So I wanna thank you all for inspiring me to being a poll worker and to really go through that process and the importance uh, of us to be poll workers. It's it, it, was, it was just really something special to be able to see so many young people going voting for the first time, so many newly U.S. citizens who many of them we helped at our citizenship clinics voting for the first time. It was really exciting. So thank you for, for leading by example always. You know, we didn't flip the house, the Texas house like we wanted to, but you know what? We elected our very President-elect Joe Biden and our first vice-black Pre- woman, vice president uh, Kamala Harris and that my friends it's so inspiring and so emotional because you know when I when I saw her her speech it just reminded me of the beautiful country that we have and the the opportunities that we have to make sure that that we have a democracy for all of us. So very, very excited about that. And I, I, you know, we get to see the light at the end of the tunnel with electing uh, President Biden. And, you know, we have 10 days until the inauguration and we're counting the days (laughs) every day, right? And, you know, the events that happened on Wednesday in DC were heartbreaking and they were outrageous, right? I think watching the news on on Wednesday and seeing the national terror races that took our capital and that actually got out of the capital like nothing had happened right it's outrageous and it really reminded me that racism is really alive in our communities and it's something that we as people of color live live it every single day on Wednesday I was watching the news and I kept thinking 10 years ago when I went with a bunch of dreamers and we went to the Capitol and we did civil disobedience, but it were, they were 15 year old kids who were undocumented and we were treated like criminals. We, our belongings were scrutinized. We saw the police officers with their gear and it was very intimidating. And to see the images on Wednesday, really were heartbreaking and outrageous. We, we, I felt so mad. And one of the things that gives me hope is that one of the initiatives that Rick and I started is our racial justice task force. And actually the day after we met for one of our meetings. And that is something that gives me hope because we are meeting and we're putting together different resolutions that we're going to be sharing with, with you all during our convention. And that gives me hope that we at the Texas AFL-CIO are proactive and we're we're not going to be intimidated by these racist people that think that they can take over our countries and our country and our communities. We're fighting back. We're also, we put out an, a statement. Rick and I put a statement say, con- condemning this outrageous attack Because you know what, at the end of the day, the labor movement is going to fight like hell for our members and for our communities. And that work I'm very proud of. And of course, leading that work with Rick, who is an amazing leader, a good friend, a good mentor is very inspiring. I'm also really excited about our climate justice work. We started really thinking to make sure, right? We often say that if we're not at the table, then we're the menu, right? And one of the things that we're doing is we're putting together this task force about climate climate justice, because we know that global warming is real. And that one of the things that we need to take care of is our climate. And we need to, we need to be engaged in those important conversations to make sure that labor is is at the top because we know that there's a lot of different jobs coming up and we got to make sure that they are good labor jobs and that people are being respected when these changes come come out. Just on Tuesday we're going to be rolling out you know we're rolling out our sleeves and we're the 87th legislative session starts on Tuesday as many of you know and this is going to be a very different legislative session, right? We have COVID. The, what we are seeing on the, 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 on, Tuesday, on Tuesday, they're going to be voting on how the legislative session is going to be. And because we know that we didn't flip the house, we know that we're going to have a speaker of the house that is not a, a friend of labor, Right. So we got to organize and we got to make sure that the voices, voices of the working people of Texas are at the table. And we're excited. We're starting to meet with our United Labor Legislative Committee. That's the work that we're doing. So whether we're in, with our legislative um, agenda or a fair shot agenda, we're going to be focusing on, on covid right? And, and what does that mean in our communities? Because one of the things that we saw with COVID is that it affects, it's affecting the working people the most. And we all, you and I know that frontline workers have always made sure that our country runs. And it, all those invisible faces that for many years have been for the others, we know those faces. We know the people that work in the classrooms, the people that work in the airports, the people that work in the buses. We know the people that work at the airport and they are the ones that run our communities every single day. And it is our duty to make sure that they have good healthcare. It is our duty that they don't get paid just this minimum wage of $7.25, right? We gotta make sure that their voices are at the table and we're gonna be, again, advocating for them. We're gonna be doing things a little bit different because we wanna make sure, we wanna see how we're gonna be able to have hearings. We might not be able to go to the Capitol and and have hearings and have people testify like we usually do. So we are, with, with our team, with Lorraine, Jeff, Mark, And we're all thinking of different ways to really have those voices at the Capitol. And how do we connect the stories of our members? How do we share those stories with the legislators? So we're really thinking about how to do that in a virtual way that is safe. Because at the end of the day, we know that if those voices and those stories are not shared with legislators, they don't they don't they take us for granted and we gotta make sure that we hold them accountable and we let them know what we want so that's what we're going to be working and one of the things that that we we're going to we have right now we we have our survey that we're starting to to launch with everybody and i'm going to put the link in the chat because we want to make sure that everybody fills it out and gives us your point of view in in what are the issues that are important to you. And we wanna gather some data from there so we can move forward. So I put it in the chat and I hope to hear from you because your stories are really important. Even if you're retired, right? You still know exactly what those stories and the importance of having good healthcare, why that is important how that affects you every day. One of the things just this morning, I volunteered here in Travis County in the first clinic where they gave the, the COVID-19 vaccine. And, you know, just to share with you, my mother is 68 years old. She's She has diabetes. And for the past two weeks, we have been calling her provider and they don't know when she's going to get this vaccine. And I know that, you know, my mother is a nanny and she doesn't have health insurance and it's something that hurts me because she's worked so hard. But I know that many people like her, many retirees don't have good healthcare and they have not been able to get the COVID-19 vaccine. So we're pushing, we're calling and identifying and, and really letting elected officials know that it's unacceptable the way that the distribution of of the COVID-19 vaccines are taking place because it's not they're, not they're the people that are supposed to be getting them are not getting them right. We have our schools where teachers are being asked in some places in mean, some places of the state they're they're being asked to go back to teach. Custodians are working right now bus drivers, cafeteria workers, and they don't have access to the COVID-19 vaccine. And that, my friends, is unacceptable. And that is something that we're working together to make sure that those stories and those voices are heard with the at the Capitol with the legisl- with the legislators. So that's something that we're working really hard. We have a lot of work to do, no doubt. We are thinking very strategically on how to go about this, but we know that we have we need fully funded neighborhood schools, we need better wages and we need to expand the benefits of, of the working people of Texas. The healthcare it's a big issue. State and school and city employees also need to get well, they need to get the, the vaccines but also need to be have a better pension. So we have a we have a full plate, no doubt about that. And I think at the end of the day, the, the reason that we're able to, to do so much is because we're organizing. And you, more than anybody, know the importance of that. And we really need to hear from you and learn from you. And that is something that I, that I really take uh, a lot of pride in listening to your stories, in learning from you because you you give us a really good example of what is possible. I also uh, wanna give a, a shout out to the people that helped uh, with the census. We know redistricting is coming and the people that were census ambassadors, thank you all. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for being with us every Wednesday for almost three and a half months, calling people so they could make sure to fill out their census because that fight is still, it's still on because, you know, we need, to, we, we are trying to figure out how would that work because the, the president Trump didn't, didn't want to count a certain communities So that's something that I wanted to thank you all for really becoming a census ambassador, Jan and Chris and everybody, Eric, thank you for all of y'all and uh, Tony, Tony for, for really helping with that. And then also I really wanna give a special shout out to all of you who have really supported our citizenship campaign. And Andy, when we went to Corpus, Elaine, all of you all in Corpus really helped out a lot, stepped up and really helped us do the citizenship clinics where we're helping eligible permanent residents apply to become US citizens. And that is one of the campaigns that I am really proud because I was able to see many of our union sisters and brothers go through the whole process of becoming US citizens and they voted for the very first time in this election. And that is the beauty of our labor movement to be able to see a transformation of being an eligible permanent resident to casting their vote to seeing change is one of the things that I am the most proud and the most happy about the labor movement because the labor movement has transformed my life. And that's why I wanna make sure that everybody knows that when you become a union member, your life changes and that you can change and empower others to do the same. So I I think everyone of you, for the time, for the commitment, for the example that you said for us, and me not so young, uh, of what is possible. And with that, I, I thank you all. I don't want to speak forever and ever, but I want, I tell you that my words come from the heart. And I'm just very grateful to be part of the labor movement and I'm grateful for every one of you, and I hope to see you very soon so I can give you a hug and thank you in person. This is Jean Lance on the Workers Speak Extra. We've been listening to Montserrat Garibay speaking to a group of retirees from the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans.